What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Men's Wellness Collective Podcast. It's been a minute, and so let's reintroduce ourselves. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Jordan Lewis, along with my two esteemed friends, colleagues, brothers in this in this work of healing and growth, Caleb Dago K and Dalen Bernie. Caleb, what's going on, man? How are you? Just another day in paradise. Um, really been taking time to focus and refocus on health and improvement and growing as a person. And somehow that led me to the terrible idea of doing 75 hard. <laughs> I am on day one and I am in trouble, but um, I love it. I'm looking forward to the challenge of having some consistency in something challenging me every day for the next 75 days. Um, but outside of that, man, you know, another day in paradise. Hey, I love that, man. Uh, I look forward to hearing updates on how that's going for you as we uh, as we continue to connect. Dalen, my brother, yes. how are you? We got a tan that's still lingering. <laughs> yeah, I've... Uh... I've been good and stressed. It was a lot of stress and then a lot of relaxation. Um, so I finished my last semester of school for counseling. So I'm fully out. I'm done. Um, got Sorry. through all that, passed all my exams and all that good stuff. Um, and then have taken basically like a month off to rest and rejuvenate. And uh, we went to Mexico and sat by the pool for a week and did a whole lot of nothing. And then I've been home for like two weeks and kind of easing back into things, which is really relaxing. And also, I think sometimes when I have more free time, that's when things are the hardest. It's like it's hard to get motivating, hard to move again because it's – I don't have anything to do. I don't need to do anything. I could just sit around and, you know, do nothing. And then it's like, well, then I feel bad because I'm not doing anything or I don't feel good about myself. And so it's, you know, kind of that battle. But I've – Handled it better than I think I have in the past, um, which I think just speaks to the growth that I've done over the last couple of years. That it's like I can handle being at home for two weeks and not fall into old bad habits, you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, congratulations is in order on behalf of yeah, uh, thank you the Men's Wellness Collective and community to to congratulate you on your. Uh, your graduation completing that next step so uh, the next step is taking the exams and whatnot and getting that finalized have you already done that i already did that so i did that before graduation so i got those done uh like the end of april um so oh, license is in yeah license is in process and um should start seeing clients here in the next week or two so very excited for that to kind of get going again um oh yeah yeah Excited for you, man. That's a, a very exciting step. It's interesting how we've all like tiered that process. You know, yeah. I'm like a couple years in, movie coming up on a year I and some change just, in. I just passed a year and a month in like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a mm -hmm. year and a, and a month. And then, you know, Dale's coming up on the starting line. So, yeah. Uh, I think that's cool that the way it's tiered off that way. Yeah, um, it was funny because, like, I knew you were a year ahead of Mookie, 
and Mookie's a year older than me. So I just naturally assumed that you were a year older than Mookie. And then I found out you were younger than me. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. What? So Mookie's the oldest. I'm I'm the youngest of yeah. the three of us? Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. So we got 31, 30, and 29. Oh, when do you turn? When do you turn thirty-one? Uh, July. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What what day in July? The twentieth. Twentieth. Okay. Uh, you're a Leo. No, I'm a Cancer. You're a Cancer. Oh, I'm like right. at the end of Cancer. Yeah. Aubrey's a Leo, so she's the twenty-third. So that's Emily's a Leo too, and she's like a triple Leo. So someone like read her like zodiac thing one time, and she's like, "You're a scary dragon lady. Like you what should run a company." What does that mean? <laughs> I guess like, so yeah, you can go in. Like, there's the oh, what's the app? It's like the sun. Oh, I'm gonna look it up because CoStar, and it put like puts in like all your different signs. Like when you were born, tells you all your things. Like if you're into astrology or want to look at those things sometimes it's really spot on like sometimes even i read it i'm like oh yeah that's really relevant to what i'm going what's going on in my life right now yeah um but yeah like all three of her like major signs are all leo i'm a double libra apparently but yeah i don't know every time i do it i kind of give the person a different time i was born because i don't actually know <laughs> and every time this uh, is actually the funny part every time i try to ask my mom she just looks at me like i'm stupid she goes I, I don't have time for this. And then she just goes off. <laughs> I was like, Ma, I just need to know the time I was born. And she's just like, I have to cook, dog. Like, leave me alone. So I haven't actually gotten an accurate one of those things, at least in my estimation. And like, every time somebody reads one of those things, I like to like mess with like what I like to call crystal girls, the girls who wear yeah. crystals and all that. I make a big joke out of it. And then I was actually making a joke. I was like, I don't understand these crystal girls and I said a random like sign and I'm like they walk around with amethyst stones and my friend she was like I know you're making a joke but this is actually my sign and here's my amethyst stone I was on the floor laughing I was like Emily you're walking around with amethyst first of all where do you even find amethyst <laughs> but at the, at the store man at the uh at, at, at the, the uh, store at, at the crystal store yeah <laughs> But to the best of my knowledge, I'm a double Libra, so that's the one I like the most. So I'm gonna stick with it until until other until proven otherwise. I'm a double Libra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Guys, so I appreciate uh, the check-in. I appreciate the pleasantries because I feel like it's been not only a while since we just connected, but certainly for those that follow us and and stay tuned in, it's been a while since we put out uh, any content. You know any episodes and it, it was making me think of this idea you know the past several months i think we've talked some about it of like grace and patience and self-forgiveness um you know so maybe we could dive into that you know at some point throughout the conversation but you know what are what's been going on for you all in the past couple of months maybe from each of our individual perspectives that we feel like you know to kind of fill people in on what's led to the the pause and how can we you know use that to kind of lead to a bigger discussion on like why grace and self-forgiveness is even important you know in life yeah i'll kick off because i feel like for me the year started off 
and it was like rough. Um, I had an injury at the top of the year with my back, and it just kind of felt like since the year, since the turn of the year, it was one problem after another, after another, after another. Um, I don't know if we ever talked about this on the podcast, but I lost a friend um, in the course of the year. And that was like a really just, really tough loss um, that came out of nowhere for a really young guy, rest in peace, Jay. Um, rest in peace, Jacob, to be precise, but it's my boy Jay. Um, and that loss really kind of took me through a whirlwind of emotions. And at, at the same time, I was, it was this really weird time in my life. I was experiencing interesting highs and some of the lowest lows I've had in a, in a very long time. Like my relationship stuff was all over the place. It was like ending connections, starting new connections. My family was in town. Um, I was blessed with seeing my niece that I haven't seen in four years. And then I was blessed with having a brand new baby nephew, all while processing like loss in so many areas, like losing a friend that I was really close with and that kind of dealing with my own mortality. As you guys know, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes last year. So that kind of sent me through a spiral too. So my life was kind of like in a blender and it just kind of felt like, I can't swim, so I'm not gonna pretend I know what it's like to try and tread water when it's really hectic, but it's as close to as like drowning um, as I can feel without actually drowning. Like everything was, everything was all over the place. Um, and the one thing you taught me about resilience and grace was that like if you keep if you just keep if you just keep like treading water it may feel like you're stagnant but like you're, that's actually movement like you're actually creating movement when you're treading water and if you just keep treading water if you just keep treading water and you allow yourself a space to breathe eventually this too shall pass there's a small clip of Tom Hanks sitting around the table with some of the most amazing actors everywhere on the planet. Like, that's like Matt Damon, Tom Hanks, Ben Affleck, um, a few other people. And he says, I wish I would have known sooner that this too shall pass. So when things were rough, things were bad, things were horrific, this too shall pass. Also, when things are amazing and the sun is shining and everything is great this too shall pass and um it kind of reminded me of like oh, okay the ups and downs are a part of life i always like to like remind my clients that the human body desires equilibrium which is balance which is even states of up and down and everyone thinks that happiness or equilibrium is kind of like this flat state where you're just happy. Nope, that's actually a flat line. That means you're dead. That means you're not actually feeling anything. But these are normal states of being able to go up and down and ride the waves is what the human body like kind of just like, it likes stability. And um, in, in the roughness of life, I think I was able to discover that I am far more resilient than I even thought I was. 
and I'm far more capable of handling the storms of life than even I thought I was. Because there was a point where it was bleak, and I never, ever, ever contemplated anything dark, but I was just like, dog, when is this going to end? But yeah. again, being in that dark place reminded me, like, I've already come through so much. I'm <laughs> only 32. If you, you started saying this. I'm only 31, I'm 32 September, but sorry, I'm going to say I'm already 32. <laughs> Jordan, you started saying this, and I kind of, kind of adopted it. If I were to do everything all over again, I'm only 62. You, you taught me that. Like, I've used this, the three of us coming together in the way we did last, well, yeah, I mean, it's last year. Mm -hmm. Is when the first group was in the February yeah. of last year. Like the first week of February, yeah. So, like, man, my my vision, like my, I get tunnel vision so, so easily and so often, both in the short term, and then I can also struggle with getting stuck in the big picture and not being able to come back down. And this whole first half of the year, supporting you as a friend, um and then watching what you were kind of going through and then reflecting that to what the three of us are doing here with the men's wellness collective was a really ten tenuous and challenging thing because of what it stirred up in me of like this one-sidedness i think i have at times where i'm looking at things from this very like narrow perspective of like well, we have to keep putting out episodes and we have to, you know, not lose traction because we're trying to build an audience and we're getting good feedback from people that want more of us and and we have these goals and what about groups and what about what we envision for Men's Wellness Collective like next year and wanted more. And watching you and realizing like, oh, this is my friend. <laughs> who is going through a series of events that I've, nothing's in my life to this point has hit me in waves like that, at least that I can recall right now. I've certainly had tough moments, but just the blow after blow after blow. It made me step back and be like, man, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Like if I, put this pressure on Pookie's to feel like, nah, bro, despite all you're going through, we need to put an episode up this Friday. And then, then is he gonna be able to even be around in December with wanting to do the group or wanting to be a part of this? Now we didn't even make it the two year mark or the five year mark or the 10 year mark that we've talked about wanting to do. So I thank you for like letting us support you and being vulnerable and sharing what you were going through because like it's been a tremendous help to me to realize that like, bro, not only in the same way I could extend grace to you and allow as a collective, not that it was my decision, but like internally for me to be okay with like taking time apart away 
and taking time off from this for the greater like resiliency and sustainability of it long term it made me look at my life and be like where do i need to do that for myself mm -hmm. why is it so hard for me to extend that same grace for myself because as yeah. you guys know like i was working several jobs on top of being like holding down the fort in a domestic way while Aubrey's working in this residency. And it just made me realize like, dude, Mookie can take time away and I, and we can, as his friends can give him that grace. Like I am running myself into the ground with all the things that I was doing. So it allowed me to make some big decisions and take steps away from certain, you know, like work obligations that I had and create some space for myself, which I'm grateful for now because I'm in a much better headspace than I was like March, April, especially. I was like, this is not sustainable what I'm doing. So yeah. I just want to and share that and thank you for that. Yeah, I think, yeah, Jordan, I kind of felt the same and I definitely, yeah. Like I think there's always that need or like that message we get from, I would say American society of like, you always have to keep pushing. You have to keep hustling. You have to keep going. Like, it's like, if you're not doing everything you possibly can right now, you're wasting your time. And I think a lot, like, I think we all got tired of that. Like I know in my own way, I was like tired. I'm like, dude, I need, I need a break. And like Jordan, you were working multiple jobs. Mookie, you had everything that was going on and it was all of us. It was like, we need to take a break. Otherwise. Yeah. Like we won't be doing this in, one year two years five years if we just like push through this it's like it's okay to rest and recoup and take time and reevaluate and then come back and be like like all of us that were like we miss this like we want to get back to this versus if we would have pushed through these last couple of months you know we wouldn't have rested we would have had any time to reflect and sit back and yeah we i think probably would have been worse you know because i know i needed it to kind of get through you know, the last couple of semesters of school and the stress of studying and all those things, like I needed, you know, just, I think to simplify my life. Yeah. One thing I always like kind of tell my clients is like, sometimes if life seems chaotic and overwhelming, we need to make things simpler. What do you need to take away? What, like, don't continuously keep adding things into your life thinking it'll get better. Sometimes you need to make things simpler. You need to take a step back. You need to take a break and then kind of rebuild up. Yeah. I think that's the, part of resilience that I've learned is um, my supervisor um, and mentor and former professor, Dr. Paul Ward, he said this thing in supervision one day about rest. And he used the analogy of working out. And he said, it's not in the constant lifting that you actually get stronger. It's in the rest days. Mm. That's when you actually get stronger. When you give your body time to rest after breaking down the muscle over and over and over and over again, repair happens. And when the ligaments repair, they get stronger. And I've realized that that's not just like, it's, it's a great analogy because it's not just representative of what happens in our physical body. It's representative of what happens in our mind as well as, as in our relationships. Right? If, some, if there's tension in a relationship and you're just pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding and trying to constantly fix it, eventually it's going to tear. If you do not give it time to repair, then it just ends. Um, 
And I realized that I'm actually able to handle more now because I gave my time that time to rest. Yeah. Jordan, I saw you kind of like laughing in agreement with that. Yeah. I like there. It was so I, I like as an athlete, former athlete, that made so much sense to me. Uh, it's the one area in life where like I probably actually put that into practice consistently where I allow myself like okay I can't I can't go have a hard lift day and then come back and do the same exact thing tomorrow but in other areas of life I haven't always done that it, it doesn't compute it it's like well no I end on empty every day and like grind it out grind it out and so when you said it that way I, I just couldn't help but laugh and be like yeah duh like <laughs> implement that in the same way and uh we always talk about balance. I saw this thing on Instagram the other day. There's this page that I've seen that does these cool little, like, infographic kind of like animated things to talk about deep concepts. Like one talked about the different religions, and there was one that said, "Talk about balance. We don't need balance. We need contrast." And it was interesting. And it said, "Like, we need moments of deep work and moments of deep rest." Mm. it's not really balance so much as it is contrast we need to have periods of time where like maybe it is a little imbalance we're working really hard and then we need to counteract that contrast that with moments of periods of time like the last couple of months where like we've all allowed ourselves in different ways to like let our foot off the gas a little bit and that kind of resonates resonated with me a lot more of like the balance comes as a result, I think, of the contrast where we mm -hmm. make space for both in our lives. So that's going to be a big goal of mine. It has been throughout or watching and kind of going through these last couple months together. You know, the three of us is just like creating more space and giving my life that equilibrium, you know. Yeah, I would say that you would need that contrast to create the balance. Because if you're just you know up here and doing all this, like you need the thing down here to like get you to like kind of level off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I would agree with that. I think taking a lot of time, and I was always really bad at this, but I used to be really uncomfortable with silence or like doing nothing. Like I always like I had to have music or I had to have the TV on or like I was doing something. Like I was always kind of going, and. I've been trying to sit in like total silence with like nothing and just being present at home, outside, wherever, and like let my mind wander, like kind of be bored because it's our minds kind of need that to like think and process and like just sit and like, you know, I think partway relax. So I've noticed myself over the last probably like two, three months, like get much better of like, I actually kind of crave it now. Like I, w I was uh, here at home yesterday and I was like, doing some work for my business i was cleaning the house and like i had my headphones on i was listening to music and after about two hours i was like i need a break and so i took my headphones off and sat on the couch for like 10 minutes no phone no music i just sat in the living room and like looked around and hung out and then after that i was like i feel better i needed that 10 minutes of just rest i didn't need a whole day i just need to sit in silence and let my brain wander where it needed to wander I think it's so important to like to say because I think a lot of times we say, "Oh, I need a break," and instead of actually taking a break, sitting in silence and doing nothing, what we often do is stop doing what this thing is mm -hmm. in order to do something else. 
that's not taking a break. That's just no. doing something else. Yeah, because um, then you're still going and you're still processing, and this just your brain doesn't slow down. Yeah, exactly. And it's so it's so and just changing so the stimulation. <laughs> yeah, it's so important to like sit in that silence because it's again that silence is where that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you get to face the man in the mirror. Sorry, it's a lot of Michael Jackson at the crib right now. <laughs> so, like, but in, in, truly, truly, in, in the silence is where the magic happens. That's where you. That's where you really get to everything that you've been doing, saying, thinking, and processing sinks in. Right. What? Uh, maybe we could wrap with just this kind of concept. So we're, we're talking about how we know it's important to give ourselves grace. We know it's important to allow ourselves to have a break. Um, what, what gets in the way, even though we know we need it, what gets in the way of us being able to do it maybe individually and, and heck, maybe we can give people some tools on how we have personally dealt with that, dealt yeah. with whether it's the self-talk or the self-judgment, you know, how we do that. Yeah. Um, one of the best things that I have learned recently through my supervisor um, is acknowledging the different parts of yourself that are knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. Um, because the different parts of ourselves are, are usually trying to say something and they either have an unmet need or they have um, like they're trying to say something to us. I don't want to get too deep into IFS stuff. Um, IFS being internal family systems. But when you're feeling restless, when you're feeling unsettled, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling nervous, whatever feeling that is, even anger, this is the one that I love that I've been able to do recently, even with anger, is acknowledge that part of myself and then ask it to have a seat in the hallway. Kind of like, like literally we are talking about, sometimes things come up for me in session when I'm with clients, and she was like, I wonder if you can quietly internally acknowledge that part of yourself and ask that part of yourself to have a seat in the hallway, and then once this is done, you'll deal with that. That's been powerful for me because when I am feeling unsettled, when I'm feeling nervous, when I'm feeling anxious. Um, I went on a date the other day and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. That's a lie. It was just my anxiety out of just like a bunch of failed relationships. And I was just like, why am I so nervous? And through my own therapy work, it was like, oh, I'm nervous because again, I don't, I'm trying to navigate me controlling the entire narrative versus like having the other person have all the decision, right? And so that part of myself was like, all right, I feel nervous because I don't want to be rejected, so I don't want to show up as my best self. But I also realize, I have to realize that this person has their own stuff going on, and I just have to show up and be me, and then they make the decision. And I was like, all right, cool, I'm nervous, but I have a seat in the hallway. We'll deal with that later. And the day went great. And then after the day, I went home and I was like, man, I was really nervous. But why? I invited that self, I invited that part of myself back into the room. And it was in the silence, again, that I was able to sort out 
why I was so nervous. So, if you're feeling an emotion that seems overwhelming and you can't really figure out why and you don't really have the space for it in the moment, just acknowledge, quietly acknowledge that part of yourself and be like, hey, it's okay, we're fine, I got this. Have a seat in the hallway, I'll come back for you later. The important part is you actually have to go back for it later. Because if you keep doing that, what you just do is you just build a long waiting line of the different parts of yourself that have things to say. And they're all angry because they've been waiting a long time. And they've all waited a long time. And then what happens is they will eventually just walk through the door and all, and that's when you still flooded. All these emotions, I'm angry, I'm happy, I'm sad. They will all walk in and you ain't got a choice at that point. You gotta deal with it then and there. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good balance. Yeah. That's like a, a really deep level work. Um, so, so for contrast, uh, mm. I'm gonna offer something that is helpful for me that I think is a little more on the solution focused side of things. Um, whenever I notice myself wanting a break and the self talk and the chatter comes in of like, you know, my self talk around taking a break sounds like, but you know, all this stuff that needs to be done still, you know, you know, the laundry is waiting, you know, the dishes are waiting, you know, you got to send that, you know that that piece of paperwork in for your license renewal you know you you know you got to do that note from the client earlier it's all of that that comes up for me and um and sometimes it's more shameful more shame based so the thing that i try to do um whenever i want to take a break but can't allow myself or it feels like i can't allow myself is i ask myself the question why simple question actually why am I not allowed? Why do I feel like I'm not allowed to take a break right now? And when I ask myself that question, typically what comes up is like these thoughts or answers that don't make me feel good. Like you haven't earned a break today. And I'm kind of like, well, damn, who says, <laughs> you know, I have these like natural visceral responses that kind of feel like the child part of me not to dip back into IFS, but like there's this child part of me that like kind of squirms when it's like, well, you haven't earned it. Like, Damn, I'm 30 years old. Who, I have, who do I have to earn a break for? And if my responses are squirmy and don't feel good to that, then that's a cue for me that like, this is probably a lie or this is probably like a very limiting, shameful rule I have in place for myself. And I made it get a point in that moment to like not box myself in and not shame myself. So that way I can say, okay, I feel I haven't earned it. Or I feel like, you know, it's not manly to take a break or I haven't been productive enough today. All these things that feel like shame. And so that's my rule for myself. If my reason feels like shame, I take the break because I don't want to put that shame on myself. So it's a little more, that's kind of like one practical way for people who may be wired a little differently and aren't comfortable with that deep, deep processing, just to say, ask yourself why you can't. And if the questions or if the answers to that question feel shame, do it anyway. Because the last thing we want to do is shame ourselves. Yeah, that's true. I think I've 
taken a similar approach to you, Jordan, but kind of in a different way, is I think I have lowered my expectations for myself by like 25%, you know, like, you know, I think, especially going in, you know, and starting my business and seeing clients, there was, you know, you know, ideal numbers and you're throwing out all these things of like, here's what I'm going to make, here's what I'm going to do. And then it's like, as I kind of get in, I'm like, okay, I think that's a, a little high. Let me lower that a little bit and like take a breath and like honestly not work as hard because I know myself better that when I don't like just push myself, like I can actually do better work if I'm not like pushing myself as hard. So if I work four days a week versus six, I actually get done more in the four days than the six days. And so it's like, if I kind of remove some of that pressure that I put on myself or that, you know, society has put on me of like, you have to, you know, grind seven days a week. It's like, I can grind for four days and take three days off. And then I really get about the same about done. And then I feel better and I can do it again week after week after week after week. So I've kind of shifted how much I want to work, how hard I want to work. And I've kind of lowered that bar so I can actually do it. So then when I actually hit everything that I want to do, because I lowered it a couple notches, I feel better about myself. And there's no shame of like, I didn't do enough. I'm like, I did what I said I was going to do because I know realistically, this is what I can do sustainably. Yeah, that's that makes so much sense, right? Because it's proactive. You're yeah. almost working it on the front end to say, rather than get in the thick of it and get in the weeds and then try to take a break once I'm exhausted, yeah, let me set up a system for my life to prevent exhaustion. Yeah, and then go from there. Basically, I just build in the breaks. It's like I, you know, every Wednesday I take off. Like I don't work. I don't see clients. Like it's like that's my day. So it's like I kind of have it's like Wednesdays and Sundays because Emily can I can both take those days off. And then I kind of have like a flex day of like I can take off. Um, yeah. So it's like if I know I'm going to need the breaks, I make that a priority and I plan that accordingly. So then it's, you know, my week doesn't build up. And it's like, oh, crap, I didn't take any time off. It's like, no, I already accounted for that. It's already in here. We're good to go. I love that. Yeah. I like how we always give a little like. Yeah. Caleb's approach is. Noticing these deep parts of ourselves. Dalen's approach is like building the brakes. And my approach is address the shame in the moment. Yeah. So there's a little, depending on where you're coming from, if you're listening, you know, there's a little bit of something you can pull from. Hopefully that would resonate with you, kind of covering all the bases. So I love that. Yeah. Still We're all three. I feel like I usually get stuff from you guys. Like one of you will say something like, Oh yeah, that's a really good idea. And then like I'll kind of start doing it. Yeah, this is great. Which is like yeah. the weird part about like having these three different perspectives. Because I was like, honestly, yeah, I need to probably ask that question myself a whole lot more. And then you <laughs> were talking, I was like, dog, yeah, absolutely, I should, I should absolutely do less because when I do less, I give myself breaks. And then when the when the time comes when I need to like pedal some metal, I have the energy and the space to do so. Yeah. And sometimes you have to say no to the break because, you know, shit hits the fan, stuff pops off and you're like, well, I, I have to do this today, even though it's my day off. And But that only happens like 10% of the time, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I love the idea of a flex day with that, like to build off what Caleb was saying. I'm thinking like, if I know I have the option to work or not, but I've actually given myself rest, then I might be more inclined if given mm -hmm. the option to go, you know what? I feel like working. 
And that's like a more genuine and better place to come from and approach work with like when you're energized to actually do it versus begrudging like, oh, dang, mm -hmm. I got to work today. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a good strategy. I like that. Yeah, thanks. Well, gentlemen, it was uh, lovely to reconnect. I'm very excited for um, and proud of us for the fact that we were able to take time to really model this idea of giving ourselves some grace to take time for ourselves to have some rest and then prove that rest doesn't just lead to a perpetual state of resting forever you can actually rest and re-engage in deep meaningful work that energizes you and you know is important to you yeah. so uh i extend a kudos to each of you you know for really modeling that for me and for our audience. Um, and I'm excited just to get back on the horse and uh, you know keep things rolling. So uh, I appreciate you both. And until next time, we have been the Men's Wellness Collective coming back to you. Um, and in the spirit of this, whenever we come to you, maybe we, maybe we build in the breaks now and just say, coming to you regularly. <laughs> that feels yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> so as always, um, if this episode was helpful to you, like, subscribe, share this with a friend, share this with someone that um, that you love, share this with someone that you care about, so that we can keep building and growing the community and spreading the good. Uh, so as always, we thank you, and until next time, peace. And take care of yourselves.